0: Well, at the moment, we're uh, shearing lambs, which is um, uh, really good. This is the earliest I think we've been able to get them, Sean. Uh, the last few years, with issues with shearers and availability, it's um, been a battle to get them done early, but we're going really well at the moment. We've got uh, young Hayley McGuinness here who did her highest tally ever yesterday of 154 lambs, which is quite an achievement for a young girl. Or, uh, re- very impressive so yeah no they're getting thrown pretty well and,
1: and George your farm now is all about sheep but you're well known as a cattleman. what's happened?
0: Well the last few years Tony um, look the the Dewan Valley's renowned for being you know tough in the autumns but whether it's a La Nina thing or whether it's a, a transition to a different style of weather pattern but we've been finding that the rain stops at Christmas time and we just haven't been getting any rain through the autumn until late May and our place is sort of half irrigation and half dry land and what tends to happen is that everything ends up in the irrigation through the autumn and uh, you don't get a chance to, to build any feed up going into the winter and especially with fattening cattle, they've got to be on the irrigation all the time. We put our ewes out into the dryland paddocks and supplementary feed them and lock lambing paddocks up that way. But uh it's just got tougher and tougher to um to try and manage the cattle in that in that operation and uh we made a conscious decision. I, w- I was getting very nervous about the cattle market last year as it was. You know, we <laughs> we we had the we had the dearest beef in the world selling to a world that uh, was going into recession, so Something had to give, and it it certainly has, but that wasn't the main reason. We've just found that it's just too hard to manage our cattle going into the winter without getting any rain in the autumn. And uh, so we've decided to up our ewe numbers and um, continue to build our supply chain with our fat lambs and our lamb brand and, uh, and just back out of the cattle for a while.
1: For a while. Are you saying you may have cattle down the track?
0: Well, you never say never. Um, you know, at uh, just at the moment too, the the margins in trading cattle haven't been that great, and and I think we're going to see quite a lot of volatility in the cattle market going forward, and until it finds its level again, you know, it, it it's dropped sort of twenty to thirty percent in the last um, six weeks or so, and whether it's got more to go or um, whether it's going to start to find a level remains to be seen, but. You know, we're an export-based nation 75% of our cattle leave Australia and uh, we have to take what the world pays us and at the moment I don't know whether anybody really knows what that is.
1: You have a lengthy history in the cattle industry. Just give us a potted story of of your involvement and where you've been in the world.
0: When I left school we, we had no family properties left so... I went and worked for um, North Australian Pastoral Company for five years and um, started as a jackaroo and, and ran the camp at Coorawalka for a couple of years and overseer at Marion Downs for a couple of years, which at that time was the largest cattle station in Queensland. Came back to Tassie, leased a place on the northwest coast in behind Burnie and started working for Roberts as a casual livestock gopher. <laughs> then we um, we bought a place on King Island and um, my wife and I moved over there and uh, um, I became the livestock manager at the abattoir there as well as running the property. The end of eight years there, we sadly sold up there and moved to the Riverina where we went into a substantial place with a couple of business partners and ran quite a lot of cattle there for the feedlot at Prime City and uh, did a lot of cropping and did a lot of stuff that didn't make us a lot of money. (laughs) And uh, got out of there and moved back to Queensland and um, I went to work for AMH, which is JBS now, and worked out of Dinmore, the the biggest plant in the country, and also out of Beef City, the feedlot there. Probably bought cattle in every major sale yards from Townsville to Bridgewater <laughs> over the years and then uh, had a few years with Elders International before um, coming back to Tasmania and buying Lindell, which... Um, Uh, we'd always planned to do and we've been back here now 13 years and initially when we bought this place we focused predominantly on cattle as we built the place up so we were feeding cattle for woolies and for coals at different times and um, it allowed us to create a cash flow while we developed the place and um, as time went on it became obvious that it's probably more suited to fat lambs this country and and as we developed the irrigation in the pastures we sort of worked down that track and created a supply chain. And uh, we now supply a couple of butcher shops in town on a weekly basis, which in turn goes to quite a few of the high-end restaurants through Hobart and the Aquarian Kitchen in New Norfolk. And we also operate as a ram depot for Lampro. So all our sheep are Lampro Genetics and um, the Tasmanian rams come down here and spend a month or so here before they're sold. The rams actually turned up last weekend and look absolutely magnificent. So that's always really interesting. But, but yeah, look, my focus and my background's always been in the cattle industry, but I love agriculture from top to bottom, whether it's sheep, cattle or cropping or whatever. It, I'm interested in all of it, so yeah. it's a bit of
1: fun. And, George, Shane, how many cattle have you got at the moment? Uh, Twelve. <laughs> Twelve? One and dozen?
0: Go- and they go next week. And, uh, yeah, that'll be it for a while. So um, we um, – uh, very luckily, uh, Tom Tom Bull sent me down, filled up the truck with ewes for me from uh, Lampro that came with the rams. So they'll go into our commercial flock, their ex-stud ewes. So we, we're very lucky to, um, to have some very good genetics in our sheep. And that, of course, lends itself to the high-end eating quality. So, um, yeah, we'll continue to focus on our supply chain. and see how it goes but um, yeah it'll be a bit unusual to not drive around the place and see a mob of cattle.
1: And what are the other farmers saying about George Shea not having any cattle?
0: A few of the livestock carriers reckon that uh, it won't be very long before there'll be some back (laughs) they they think it's ridiculous. Um, Tom Archer's very uh, sceptical from JBS that I'll be able to go for more than six months without (laughs) buying a few cattle back in but I look you know, it won't be hard to perhaps have 20 or 30 running around. But at the moment, I think the days of having 150 to 200 have just become too tough unless we start to see some change in the weather pattern again.